morning. Good morning, everyone. Good to see a bunch of you guys jumping on. Hey, Margaret and Sean and Alison, James, Alexis, Graham. Morning to you guys. How do you like my how do you like my new sign? <laughs> put up my uh, put up a new sign on the weekend. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. Good to see all of you guys uh, on this morning while everything's warming up. Do the quick intros. Morning, Hardik. How are you, mate? Anyone who doesn't know, there it is. Name's Jason Whitten. Most of you guys do know, but uh, thanks, mate. Yep, looking looking professional now. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks, Pratesh. Um, yeah, been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors just like you over 18. So welcome along to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Something started a couple of years ago and Monday to Friday, normally around about 8, 10 or 9, 10, depending on where you are. Get together with you guys, a bunch of crazy property investors just like me, and we talk a little bit about the idea of investing in real estate, going the distance, as we say, around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint, uh, and it's all about the idea of buying well and and uh, not needing to sell as a property investor. We want to go the distance. So welcome along. Thanks for the shout-outs, Sean Hardick. Gabrielle, good morning to you guys. Yep. <laughs> Taking it seriously now. Once you've got a neon sign, it's all up from there. That's what they say um, in the in the game of entertainment. Um, but, uh, hey, listen, today I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, the idea of uh, borrowing, lending, or understanding a little bit about the, the, the infrastructure that's set up in Australia to lend us money as property investors. Uh, it, it's such a big subject, but... Uh, I thought we'd talk about the idea of uh, types of different lenders in Australia. Hey, uh, have a quick guess. Some of you guys might know the answer of this one, but if you're listening in, how many um, how many lenders are there in Australia that you can lend money from? Uh, not the you know not the uh, bikies or anything like that, but lenders, genuine lenders that are registered uh, registered lending companies in Australia. How many? Chuck that in the chat. Alison's boom on it. Artic's boom. Uh, righto. All all over it like a rat up a drain pipe or something like that, they say. Uh, the number is, the number is uh, 113 at last count. Uh, and Alison's there. She's she's uh, locked that, that one away in her brain. There's 113 lenders in Australia. Um and uh, we as property investors need to understand, we need to understand how we can get access to those lenders and how we strategize when it comes to um, our ability to borrow uh, and uh, get a piece of that lending action when it comes to building our property portfolio. So let's dive into it today. Let's see uh, what's going on. Here we go. 113 lenders, folks, and, um, you know, they uh, they are on that list there, and there's probably one or two more that are floating around. <laughs> there you go, Alexis. Yeah. So you, and it's actually it's actually a really important thing to to sort of note. Hey, morning, Chris. Alexis, your uh, your thoughts are, are very common. A lot of lot of borrowers, a lot of people don't realise that there are uh, a lot of lenders out there, and uh, for many of us, we might sort of. Um, think that's it. We're done. We're dusted, and um, 
uh, we can't borrow anymore. So how do we take advantage of that? What what do we do as property investors? How uh, how do we how do we sort of uh, navigate our way through this? And why does it matter? And why does it matter? A few things to understand and note here. Um, so on on a uh, on a sort of hierarchy of lenders. Okay, um, if we if we look at kind of like a little um, hierarchy of lenders here. And uh, we think about this landscape right now. What the um, the language that's used in the marketplace, um, uh, the West, uh, the Westpac, uh, Westpac and Macquarie, um, the language that used in the marketplace is uh, main banks and and uh, non banks. Okay, so. Uh, what do you guys think? Just chuck it in the chat. Hardik sort of saying uh, a couple of bank names there, but what would you uh, what would you call a main bank or a prime lender in Australia? A prime bank, and in here, if we have a look, I'll put my glasses on so I can see see that one <laughs> as we go. Um, the main lenders in Australia, the main banks that that everyone sort of would know, you know, ANZ. Um, uh, where is it? CBA. Where's CBA? Can't see you here. Uh, yeah, Combank. Um, you got Westpac. Uh, you've got uh, NAB. Uh, Macquarie. Where's Macquarie? Macquarie Bank. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So these are the the big four, the big five. Yeah, it is usually the big four that gets talked about all the time. So CBA. NAB, uh, ANZ, and uh, Westpac. Uh, Westpac, see? All right. So these are the big four lenders that most people think about, talk about, whatever it might be. And they're the main lenders. They're the primary lenders in Australia. Now, the thing with the prime lenders, uh, which is there's some pros and cons to these ones. The pros of the prime lenders, often they are – they are very competitive for your first loan when it comes to your um, uh, PPR, all right? So usually you've got a low uh, interest rate, quite uh, quite attractive, and sometimes pretty good for the first investment property, okay? And uh, those guys are pretty good. Now, one of the issues with the main four lenders, folks, um, what's the big issue with the main four lenders? Anyone run into this one before? They'll lend you some more money. They they will sometimes say, "Yeah, here have some more money," but they do a couple of things that um, that we don't um, we don't like. Okay. Uh, I, oh yeah, that new bank, um, Sanchita. Yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of a couple of uh, uh, a couple of lenders potentially coming out now. Sometimes. They might be a lender, uh, Sanchito, but they're actually a brand or a sub-brand of another bank or lender, okay, so um, as, as we go. Yeah, they, they do push you around a bit, Sean. Um, for, some of, um, for some of us as we want to buy more and more things, Chris nailed it right there, they do a little thing called cross-collateralize, cross-collateralize, or cross-securitize uh, collateral or securitize 
or they do what's called an all monies clause. Okay. Um, now that's the way these lenders operate. Uh, and for that, which means they will take every, all the security you got. They'll, they want you to have their, your, uh, savings account with them. They want you to have their car loan with them, a credit card with them, uh, your home with them, an investment property all bundled together. The problem with that is that holds you back. The loan to value ratios. I'm not going to dive into that one today. Um, the, the, Loan to value ratios, LVRs, are restricted often by those lenders when it comes to you and getting more and more investment properties. So the next layer, the next layer of lending that we consider, um, these are the sort of the mains, the big four, um, the big four, the primes, and then um, there's a layer of non-bank, okay, non-bank. Now, non-bank lenders is just a fancy way of saying that they don't hold deposits. They're not deposit-holding institutions, all right? So let's just zoom in here and have a look at uh, a couple of classics up here. Liberty and Latrobe, okay? Uh, they're, they're, um, uh, they're classic ones in that sort of stuff. First Mac classic one in that non-bank space that we I've used you know heaps of time bluestone uh, who else uh, have we used uh, yep um, AFM Australia first mortgage uh, as we go along so there's there's a number of lenders uh, in there that um, would be non-bank you go you go sec second tier banks, and then non-banks. Let's rub that out, actually. Uh, you go your second, uh, second tier, and then non. <clears throat> All right, so your second tier banks are your defense bank and your greater bank and your, your credit unions and, and those sorts of things. Um, and then you've got your non-banks, which is the Liberties and Latrobes, um, you know, First Mac, you know, Resi Mac, et cetera, et cetera, Bluestone. Now, these usually are good for your main loans. And then um, what would what do you guys think these non-bank and second-tier lending banks might be good for? Put that in the chat. Someone said something before there and I saw, um, yeah, they do tend, sometimes they do have higher interest rates, Chris, some of these second-tier and non-bank lenders. Um, but uh, Hardik said it before in the chat. What are these other lenders, type of lenders, good for? The non-bank lenders, the second-tier lenders, um, second-tier banks, what do they usually provide often um, better than the main the main banks? Yep. Um, yeah, hope, <laughs> yes, exactly, uh, Alison. My fifth and sixth properties, yes. Um, but what those lenders do do, yeah, Hardik, yep, Lodoc Lending, um, lend more money at better LVRs. Totally, they do. So these other lenders will, you know, get into low doc. Okay, uh, they'll get into higher LVRs, high LVRs, uh, loan to value ratios. Uh, you know, lower or different servicing. Okay, servicing, uh, service, um, servicing ratios. Okay, so. 
when we're looking at building our portfolio, except, yeah, that's it, Sanchez, higher debt to um, interest um, calculations, interest only more often, et cetera. Exactly, exactly. So when you think about it, team, when you think about building your portfolio, we're thinking about about the lenders we're going to use. Just remember that, okay? Remember, remember, you know, everyone thinks it's about the real estate and often um, often good real estate's going to get you, you know, an outcome long term. But if you can't borrow money, then it's all hot air and sunshine, isn't it? It's all the hot air and sunshine. So let's think about this because the idea, if you look here in, in different ways, we talked about servicing a minute ago, you know, the difference... Uh, on this is pretty significant when it comes to the difference in servicing, you know, over $100,000 plus difference when you, when you take the, you know, the same person with an income and you go across different lenders, right? <clears throat> and, you know, there's a pretty significant difference between buying an investment property for 403000 compared to buying an investment property for 570000 okay? Yeah. Dead right, Alison. Dead right. Sometimes you're just better off saving an extra 50 grand, you know, over a year or so if you can, um, or do some, you know, clever manoeuvres if you can save. Sometimes buying an investment property off the plan two or three years away, you lock in today's price and you save over those two or three years. There's a few ways to do it these days. Uh, sit down with your coach and strategize. But, you know, Understanding how to build our portfolio must come with an understanding of how to build our finance access, access to finance. So what do we do? You know, think about it in these ways. You know, if we're looking, if we're looking, um, you know, let's say a hierarchy of lending. So, you know, we might use the, the big four for um, uh, a PPR uh, plus an, an investment property, an IP, Okay. So, you know, this might be Westpac and that might be ANZ, okay? Again, we don't put them all in one bundle, folks, um, as, as we go along. We might be able to, as we go along, maybe the, uh, as we go to our second layer of servicing, our second layer of strategizing, you know, we might get CBA in there for an investment property, um, an IP, but then you might look at, you know, uh, ResiMac and, you know, Bluestone, you know, for, um, you know, IP number one, IP number two, IP number three, uh, IP number three. You know, and Resi does a good SMSF loan, so you get that's IP number four. Uh, and, you know, uh, right up here you might do uh, Liberty, you know, for IP number five, okay? So as you build, and that's just, you know, I just did plucked out of the air type of example, folks, as you build, think about not only the types of properties, but think about the lenders that you're going to use and a good finance broker, um, any any of them worth their weight will be when you tell them, hey, I'm going to build a portfolio, they'll help you strategize when it comes to putting together the lineup of of the people you're going to borrow from uh, as you go when it comes to borrowing and going for it. Anyway, hopefully that made sense today, folks. Um, you know, thought I'd just quickly touch base on that one because, you know, uh, there's talk about interest rates going up and they're probably going to go up a little bit. Nothing too 
be worried about. All of you guys will have already put a, put aside buffers and gearing up, getting ready to put your rents up. You should be putting your rents up. I've been talking about this for months and months now. Put your rents up in advance, right? We 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 can we can cut this stuff off at the pass. Claim your taxes back in your PAYG variations, um, and uh, make sure that uh, that you unlock your equity, get your servicing going, all those sorts of things. Anyway. That's it. Wealth Coffee Chat, none and dusted. Monday, marvellous Monday. Hope you guys are awesome and well. Just remember, the number of lenders, you, you'll use a number of different lenders and avoid, like the plague, cross-securitization, cross-collateralization, all money's clauses. Don't have that stuff in the mix. Make sure you work with a good quality broker who's looking into the future for you and making sure you can get access to your money and spreading your risk across different lenders to make sure you can move forward um, as a property investor team. All right, that's it. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out for Monday the 14th. Join me tomorrow for another Wealth Coffee Chat. You guys be awesome and well. Have a great rest of your day, team, and uh, bye for now. Adios. Adios.